Hey everyone, it's me, your DM. I know I don't sound like my normal self because I am on a business trip and using a headset microphone, but I have some unfortunate news. The episode for this week is not the one that was supposed to be posted. Uh, whatever happened to the original episode 3 recording, it is now no longer. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. It sucks. These things happen. Um, all I can say is at least I brought another episode. So, uh, there will still be an episode this week, obviously, uh, cause you're listening to this right now. Uh, so with that, obviously I left off on a cliffhanger where the party got to Hillfar in Wagora. They walked up onto an execution that was about to happen I had them roll initiative because some guards got killed, and then that was the end of the episode. Super sucky. I know I left on a cliffhanger, and there was going to be this intense fight. There was an intense fight. It was actually a really good fight. Um, I do a very good recap for ep for episode 4 on episode 3, describing what kind of happens in battle. We record these things in bulk, so this battle took place months ago, um, unfortunately. So I don't re now me, now myself, myself in this current timeline, <laughs> does not remember every little single thing um, that happened in combat. What I can tell you is that the party did decide to jump in and help Jonathan escape. Uh, they got up on the uh, wooden platform that I described that Jonathan was on in chains and shackled, and they broke his chains, they got him out, and they escaped from Hillfar. And that's kind of where we pick up in episode four. That's the only thing you guys missed. I know I'm really, really sorry. I don't know what happened to the episode. I... I opened up the folder, and the only thing that got recorded on that day was... Uh, Merritt's webcam for some whatever reason not everybody's webcam just one of our webcams got recorded so I don't know what happened because we always record in multi-track we always get a single track just as a backup in case something funky happens with the multi-track uh, recording session so I usually always have a backup but there was absolutely nothing so I don't know what happened but needless to say uh, Jonathan has been set free by the party and they are it, they they're running away from Hillfar. They're in trouble with the law now. They have saved this random person. They have no idea who he is, but from what they heard from the crowd and the shouts during uh when the halfling was reading off everything that Jonathan was being accused for, there's a lot of boos and shouts and uh so I think I kind of made it pretty apparent that this was not necessarily a bad guy but hey who knows maybe he's just uh maybe i've tricked the party and this jonathan fellow is really working for the bad guys but there's only one real way to find out and that is to listen to the episode so again really sorry i was really upset about it upset about it when i first found out but hey there's nothing you really can do these things happen technology is our friend most of the time but some of the time it is our enemy so without further ado i hope you guys all enjoy this episode i will be splitting this up into two parts so uh episode what will be now four uh it's gonna be just a continuation of this episode because it was very long and there's lots of role playing and there was no combat so i didn't want to drop a two hour long episode of just role playing on you guys so i split it up so it should be about an hour a piece uh so yeah but very good stuff coming up for you guys i'm really excited for you guys to get into this story it's going to start rolling there's going to be things that are going to start happening and quests are given so um, again, uh, so sorry, but thank you everybody that's been listening, and without further ado, let's get you right to the episode. Hey there, adventurers! Get those headphones adjusted, immerse yourself in fantasy, and roll the intro.
Welcome back to the table, everybody. Um, Bernard, welcome back. Um, I know you missed last time. So he is back, everybody, for this episode. And before we get into it, how about a quick recap? Previously, you guys made it to Hillfar. Upon arriving in Hillfar, it was kind of like a ghost town. Eventually finding where all the civilians were, which were was in the middle of this town um, at an execution of a half-elf known as Jonathan. Um, right before his execution happened, there were a bunch of people dressed in all black with black scarves covering their identity. Um, so like wrapped around their front part of their face, like just leaving their eyes exposed, uh, jumped in and started to try to save this man. Um, I had everybody roll initiative and you guys decided that you were going to help. Um, Vinthro grabbed a hold of Valcon, cast Dimension Door and appeared right next to um, the half elf. Jonathan and the halfling that was standing up there. Um, you guys broke his chains. Well, sort of broke his chains. Valcon got his wrists or his, I think it was his wrist free and you still needed to get his ankles. And um, with another dimension door, Vinthro left Valcon and took Jonathan uh, and you guys reappeared outside of the crowd safe away from danger for the moment with a fight happening uh, eventually you guys ended up killing the halfling that was dressed in all purple robes which seemed to completely stop the guards they just like the ones that were remaining up just kind of became like statues uh some of you pushed them over to see if they were still fighting and they just fell on the ground motionless with this you guys could hear a bell being rang in the background not really knowing exactly what that was jonathan told you guys to um follow him and the only person that did was Ventro. as you guys started running away as more guards uh started to approach with another halfling um dressed in all purple and gold robes uh the party split with Ventro, valcon no I'm sorry, Valcon, Kronos, and Bernard, I was playing Bernard, um, took off after a civilian for whatever reason. I'm not too sure why. And then Vinric stayed up on the roofs and headed back towards the harbor, but was um, found upon by another set of guards and halfling, uh, a halfling dressed in robes and started getting attacked. So he started to flee in the same direction as everybody with a bunch of chaos they all eventually met back at the front gate and were able to escape you guys were running kind of north of hillfar and that's where we'll pick up there's only three remaining um what you would presume to be like kind of Maybe you guys might get a hint that Jonathan might lead these people in some way. Maybe he's some sort of captain of some sort, or maybe their leader. You're not sure yet. But um, there's only three remaining as a few were captured as you guys are escaping. Jonathan looks back at you all and says, I don't know who you are all, but... Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me escape. What are your names? Winfro Yithro, uh, Brunsbrook of Melt, at your service. It's a pleasure to meet you. This here is Cronus. This Yo. one, the small one, is uh, Bernie. Barney. Barney. Yeah, Bern Barney. Barney. <clears throat> Barney. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, over here, the big guy. Um, Marcon and uh, the guy over mm. there is uh, Menric. Ah, well, 
It's a pleasure to meet you all. Well, and as you guys are walking, uh, you, Venthro, it's been a while since you've, you've been here. Valcon, it's been about a month for you. Um, Valcon, you know, you know Featherfall pretty well from just being here for a while. You also know Leafcrest, the kingdom of Leafcrest fairly well as, as your travels has taken you all over like Southern Wagora. Um, you would know of a town that is probably about a two-day hike if you're on foot um, to the north, oh, northeast-ish called Meadowbrook. Um, you guys are not walking in this direction. You're walking more north northwest, and there is elevations to uh, the Featherfall Kingdom, as there's a lot of rolling hills, there's even cliff sides, and there's lots of lakes. And it seems that you are heading more towards the woods that kind of um, consume the western side of the South Wagora um, continent. And he, you guys are just kind of walking down this main road. And he goes, well, any your Jonathan continues and says, um, well, I don't really have anything on me now as he gestures to his prison wear. And, but I can't offer you a safe place to stay, a nice place to rest your heads for the night. Um, if you would care to join me, us back to our home. It's only about an hour or so up up this way and he gestures up a hillside that looks like you guys are about to walk up to into the hills and forest do you care to accompany accompany us got nothing better to do than hide from the law at the moment ah i hear you there all right yeah you found yourself in quite the predicament there yes. what how did that come to pass in due time i am tired yeah. um I promise I will tell you, but that let's get back to safe places. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. We are we not safe, make a safe place just yet. Uh, I'd feel hungry. more comfortable if we could make it back to my home. When are you hey, not sure, lead on. What's that? It's Balcon that said he was hungry. Yes, we have plenty of food and ale. Ah, uh, I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. Well, we have plenty of food to feed you. So, Get to know. I'm in. Well, the big guy's in. Well, well, one of the big guys, Kronos. Yo. You in? When am I ever not? Oh. I mean, that whole thing happened. I just started punching. So, I guess I'm. I'm I'm against the law already, so let's this, this, just follow yeah. them, see where this goes. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. You guys followed Jonathan and the three others dressed in all black. Um, after traveling north for an hour or so, you get to a wooded area, and you all take a path that leads off the main road. Starts to track deep into the woods until you found a large circular opening. And I actually made a visual help for this. Mm -hmm. So let me get you guys over there real fast so you can kind of see what I am describing to you. Just like I'm on dial up internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I don't know. It was taking you guys so long. There we go. There 100. There, there we go. go. Damn. Oh shit, you already go to depth with this. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh god. Um, that tree, right. I don't like that anymore. So uh where was I? There we are. A large green meadow where the light from the sun shines upon an extremely large tree that sits in the middle of this meadow. As you approach the tree, Jonathan looks over his shoulder back at you all and says, Welcome to my home. It's great to be back. You all see a large staircase leading up into the middle of this tree as you begin to walk closer. 
running down the stairs is a large group of people, but you all notice a little blonde-haired girl in front. She can't be more than six or seven years old, but seems to be running harder than anyone. You hear her scream out, Dad! As you approach the group, flooding out from the tree, Jonathan kneels down and opens his arms. The little girl, with arms spread wide, jumps into Jonathan's. Weeping, she clutches onto him with all her strength, and you hear Jonathan say under his breath to her, I'm home, sweetheart. I promised I would come back, didn't I? You all see the little girl shake her head in acknowledgement to her father's words. The moment passes, Jonathan stands up and thrusts the little girl onto his shoulders. Her face wet with tears, yet a large smile seems to be spreading across it now. You are all surrounded by the people from the tree and hear cheers. It sounds like everyone is talking at once as a thousand questions are thrown at Jonathan. He raises his hand to silence the crowd and says, I know you were all eager to hear my story of escape, but I am tired and hungry. Let us feast first and rest. There will be time for stories later. With this, the crowd disperses and heads back to the tree. Jonathan uh, turns to you all and says, well, here's my home. And you guys like see this large, I mean, extremely large tree. It's probably something you've never seen as big, bigger than any skyscrapers you saw in Latra. Um, there is this nice ornate wood wooden staircase, large wooden staircase that leads up into the middle of it where there are these two large uh, double doors that are currently open. Um, you look up the tree and you can see like balconies and like buildings that have been built from the inside onto the out of the tree and um, Jonathan gestures you all to follow him. Um, as you guys walk up the staircase and into uh, this large tree, it, it's really weird. It's completely hollow in the whole inside. And there's two large staircases off to your right and left that um, have this large curve that go what you would think maybe all the way up to the top of this tree. And then you can see levels like breaking off of these staircases where, I mean, think of a small village inside of a tree. And that's what you have here. This main floor kind of all looks uh, the first floor that you walk onto. I mean, you see, you can hear the hammering of a blacksmith and you can see like somebody selling a bunch of vegetables and meats hanging from um, hooks stringed up. And uh... can I do a perception check to see what the most uh, common races yeah, uh, yeah. of yeah, like sure. around these people. Yeah. That is 12. Okay, it's not hard to do. Um, you see a lot of halflings and humans. You see elves. Um, that's the main kind of what you see. Halflings, humans, and elves. Jonathan's a half-elf. Um, you do see, you catch a glimpse of here of a few half-elves walking around. Um, and I'm going to say that's about it that you really can see. Okay. So 12. mostly halflings and elves, you said, right? And humans. And humans. All right. As we're like walking up, Bernie's going to kind of lean towards Winthrow and just kind of whisper, did you, ever, did you ever hear about this place? Did I ever hear about this place? This... It is... This has all happened recently. I can tell you that. Now, I will still have you roll a history check on the tree itself more than the people living here. Okay. That is a 14. 14. When you used to travel back in Wagora with the Sly That's been Ravens. Five years. Yes, yes. Um you did we'll chalk it up to being in a tavern one night 
with the Sly Raven sitting around drinking, or maybe even one of them or yourself was performing, and there's been a few stories centered around a large tree that's somewhere in Wagora. Nothing crazy, nothing like world ending, just a tree older than time itself. Nothing special, you know. Nothing just older special. than time. <laughs> yeah, just older than time. Yeah. So you guys walk up a little more to like, I would say maybe like four or fly, five levels. Um, and you get to a, just this really big open floor that looks like there's these long tables with benches and what you'd probably assume where a lot of people might eat. Um, there is one table that seems to be like towards the front of this platform and it is it's just like all the others but it's turned in a different direction and um, Jonathan kind of looks and says um, this is where our feast will reside, as I'm sure they need some time to prepare. Um, I can get you guys some rooms if you'd like, uh, and you can rest up, wash your wounds, anything you might need. It's going to take a few hours before the food's ready. Sure. Yeah, that would be I'll great. Thank you. Room. Okay. Follow me. And you go up only one more flight, uh, and then there's just like this looks like it could be some sort of living quarters and he uh runs off real fast uh to talk and talks to a few people and they shake their heads as it looks like they acknowledge whatever he just asked of him and he walks back over to you guys and says all right uh there be four rooms ready um they are also getting um, warm baths ready for you all um anyone that would like to take one and um, you guys are feel free to explore around if you want. I need to go patch up some wounds myself. I'm going to see a healer. Does anybody need healing? I can send a healer down to you all. I'm good. <clears throat> okay. All right. I mean, I I I could use one, but I I think it's a different kind of healing. No offense, but. If you need a healer, we can get you one. Yeah, I've just got a few of the plates a little bit okay. bent on my back. Without... I will. Uh... Yeah, me too. A few bruises, nothing bad, but, you know, just to be sure. Winthrow is definitely looking bloody. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I will all a... see you in a few hours and uh, please enjoy yourselves. And he walks away with the little girl still on his shoulder. And um, yeah, you kind of have a few hours to, if you guys want to just rest up, a healer does come down to your room um, and heals you all guys up to full health. Um, so you guys can heal up. Anybody that took damage um, can heal their HP to full as a few healers come down and he'll nice. heal you guys up. Well, that puts me above half HP. Well, that's good. I thought he said your heals is to full. Yes. I had 22 health out of 48. I was below half. That is bloodied. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, yes. I had 19. I was down 50 hit points, so I was well, truly oh, bloodied okay. myself. But I could yeah. Really <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys would like to do in these couple hours? Just um, listen to people around and okay. try to butt in to ask if they know where the Sly Ravens are at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so after a couple minutes, you kind of are just walking around the floor you, you guys are on, which there's there it's really open. Most of the rooms are like most of the doors are carved into the side of the actual tree. And then there's like big platforms they built out into the center of the hollowed tree. 
Um, so you're kind of just walking around out there and um, let me see. I'll roll for I'll roll for some groups of people. The first group you come up to. How many people do you think you're going to bug about this? Uh, not too many. About okay. four or five. OK, well, the first person you actually ask knows about them. Oh. It's a uh, it's another half elf um, female, uh, long blonde hair. Uh, she, she says, yeah, I've, I've actually seen them a couple times. Uh, they're great. Uh, I haven't really gotten out from this tree though. So, uh, I'm not too sure where their current location is though. Well, thanks. Thanks for the information. You're welcome. Um, I would actually like to go um, explore the tree to find okay. kind of try and find um, hunters or herbologists, uh, other rangers that might be part of this group here to kind of ask them about the local um, wildlife and plant life here in Southern Wagora. Since okay. I'm not really familiar with that, you know, to kind of ask around or maybe if someone would was even to you know have a like a little book like you know like a pocket guide for plant life or wildlife ready uh, to kind of get some information on that all right um well you could go try to explore i mean you did see you probably you probably think your best bet might to be going back to the main floor where like all the sharp shops and stuff are um, that might be your best bet. So why don't you give me an investigation check? All yeah, right. let's make an investigation. 18. Yeah, good enough. Good enough. Um, sure, you do find as you're walking through the like the main floor, obviously the largest part of this tree. Um, it's got a whole square and everything. Uh, you're walking around and you do see a man that appears that he looks very ranger like um, you can kind of spot a ranger, you know, long bow. And, you know, is he kind of sitting in a corner there smoking, smoking, a, smoking pipe a pipe with, with, the, hood with the hood up? You yes, know? that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> no, no, he's trying to sell his 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 meats that he has acquired through his hunting and you might think that he might be the best person to ask for at least like ranger kind of questions all right yeah i would sure like to approach him and be like uh hey there good sir ah good afternoon um we are we are foreigners here we came here with uh jonathan we kind of rescued him from ah. um from hillfar so you're the lot um, that did that or part of it. yes yeah, good. Uh, we really word are... sure travels far in this tree here. Yes, yes, word does travel fast. Well, we do really appreciate it. Um, is there anything I can help you with? You seem you seem to be the type that uh, knows his way around uh, the land here, and uh, I'm kind of from from the same profession, you know. And I I'm I my tribe actually uh, lives in Birch Root. The oh, northern very kingdom good. of very Wagora, good. but mm. I haven't had the opportunity to come down here to southern Wagora, so I was kind of hoping to find someone with the expertise um, that could uh, reign. What goths of this world? No, <laughs> what? Um, not, nothing. Bernie just says, oh, "No matter." Um, <laughs> I was kind of. I was kind of hoping to find someone that could tell me a bit about the local wildlife and about plants uh, that are like most prominent uh, in the region here. Oh, of like course. What, what wildlife to be aware of or what plants you could make some useful stuff out of, you know? Yes, of course. Of course. I actually could sell you. Let me see. And he starts to like rummage around in his bag and he pulls out this little um like brown leather wrapped journal he said um so through my travels uh this is practically all the plants that i find useful um a lot of them a lot of plants and flowers around regora have great healing uh abilities 
And there are some others that can even stimulate um, fatigued uh, people and give them energies and stuff like mm. that. And that should be all in this book if you'd like to buy it. All right, sure. What? How much for it? Well, I think I can give you a little discount since um, since you helped save Jonathan on all, and we all really appreciate it. So, uh, I don't know. That'd be great. Say, um, uh, how about five silver? Sure thing. There you go. And, and he I'll hands it to hand you. Hand him five silver pieces. Okay. And I will get you a list of flowers and plants and stuff like that and their properties mm -hmm. uh yeah, that's sometime great. i'll probably do it tomorrow because i have nothing to do tomorrow so <laughs> yeah, then you can sure. um actually use your alchemist kit for useful things and so uh the herb herbalist Her herbalist yes. actually not yes. alchemist thank you um, exactly yes so nice you know i kind of just thought about like if i were to find tracks there somewhere uh what animal could that be? You know, then I could mm -hmm. maybe reference that or, you know, local plant life to actually use the kit that I've got. Yes. Very good. All right. Anything else? I see. Well, that's it for me. Um, Pronos would like to obviously I just have a walk around where everyone's doing their own little things. Um, is any of like the, uh, the, the bare wood of the actual like the tree showing in places? All over the place, yeah. Uh, can I walk up to the wood and do a, maybe an investigation to see if it's possibly the same wood that I have in underneath my metal? I don't know if you would know what the, the wood is made out of, but why don't you roll... I don't think investigation would be for this. Maybe insight? insight? Sure. Yeah. On insight. Uh, no, that's three. Yeah. It's no, wood. you You know you were built, but you don't know of the material you're made out of kind of thing. Uh, I was just going out on a limb. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you don't be sorry to me. But... Tell your dice to be sorry. Um... No, okay. Okay, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I just thought obviously wood i just figured i'll see if i can make connection because it's old it wood. was worth a try yeah yeah all right bernard don't really have a chance to bask in the glory of agora so far just due to all the excitement like straight out of the get-go yeah you know make some enemies out of the law uh now that things have calmed down a bit um he would definitely like even with during the time of getting to the tree, uh, he would start getting you know wide, wider and wider eyes. And when, once they're situated in the room, he will even like forget some gear, most of his gear, and just stroll around. Okay. The the tree. Yeah. Go see on the balconies and like look out into the greenery. Yeah, you you start to like walk up a few levels and. Um, you kind of lose count of how long you walk for, but you do get to a like a another just kind of open platform. But yet this one has a large arch cut out to the left of you. So like the staircase that you're walking up and there's a wall, wall of tree, wall of tree. And then this big, big, big arch and this big patio that you can step out onto and you've gotten pretty far up the tree and you just you get to the edge of the balcony and you're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet up and you can see over the treetops at this level and you just see a sea of green yellows oranges as the trees in wagora um, are very colorful year round um, instead of like you know how like green trees and some trees like aspens in the fall they become oranges yellows and like mixes in between uh the trees here in wagora are always like that um as they bloom and you just see this beautiful sea of colors and it's a beautiful sunny day and yeah you just take it all in and this is this is where you're from he's, yeah he's just taking it in and basking 
very taken aback from it all this. Yeah. Yeah, it's truly a beautiful sight. Um, yeah, and you just kind of hang out there for a bit as you wait for the feast to begin. Valcon would like to find the most populated area of the tree inside and kind of people watch. Okay. And see if he sees any, like, people that shouldn't be there, like they're out of place or... Okay. If there's any, like, you know, deals or anything going on or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people watch while he smokes Um, his pipe. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You, well, you would think uh, it's probably the main floor where all the shops are and stuff now... I'll give you an option. Um, that place is very populated right now, but there is a feast being prepared. The floor with that big platform I described to you guys, that's only one floor down of you where the feast will more than likely happen or mm-hmm. most of the feast, not the whole, the whole tree can't fit there, but so you can go there. There's people running around right around there, getting all the tables set up, lighting fires, um, doing that, or you can go down into the market area. Market. Market, okay. All right, you get down there and you find a nice place to post up, and um, you're definitely getting looks as being the only Goliath down here, but nobody's giving you any bad looks. So at this point, as you light up your pipe and you're sitting there or standing there smoking it, just kind of people watching, give me a perception check. 20. Dirty 20. As you're sitting there, everything, I mean, you hear a lot of talk first. The first thing you hear, people... They seem to be happy here, but people seem to be scared. Scared of what what is to come. They talk of, and you would know this, there's a new king. King Yulin II, a young boy that hasn't been doing a good job. People are scared of this new town's guard. The weird things that are going around Southern Wagora that you've experienced, the monsters that shouldn't be here, and the ones that are, are becoming intelligent. People are scared. But you do get the sense that they do feel a comfort being here. Then you see it. You see... You see a halfling that kind of just doesn't fit in. He looks like he fits in, but the way he carries himself and walks through the crowd is different than everybody else. You think back to the fight earlier uh, this morning. And you could swear that halfling looks similar to the halfling director that you guys fought and killed. But you know it's not because that one, you guys, you saw him dead. He died, right? He has to be dead. That can't be him. That's what you see. And he just seems to be moving through the crowd, looking around. Um, I'm actually going to roll for something. You guys make eye contact and he looks away really fast from you. And then kind of makes with a 20 kind of makes like an effort to move away from you. Not tries to move to the towards the stairs. He seems to be staying on this this floor. Okay. Falcon is just going to try and maintain eye contact. Okay. But like stay 
pretty far away as possible. Um, I know that with Valcon, if it matters, having like aspect of the beast being wolf, like mm -hmm. tracking and stuff, he can like he's very good at that. So he's just gonna okay. keep his distance and so try you and just maintain eyesight. Him? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna roll for and him. And he can move stealthily at a normal traveling pace. Hmm, that is interesting for a Goliath. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, I like it. Um, it sounds like ranger stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, you, you, you keep your distance, but you do follow him. He seems to move from stall to stall. Uh, like the vendors there that are selling stuff. There's only a few actual shop buildings. A lot of this is done by like wooden carts and like benches and stuff. There is a magic shop here. And he does finally go into that shop. It's got big front windows in it because it's kind of inside and it's still kind of feel like a storefront and you see him perusing around and then he seems to go talk to the shopkeep do you want to try to get closer to eavesdrop like up like right up against the window um because the, the like door is currently open it seems like all the shop doors that have like buildings all their doors are open because i mean you're inside technically um so if you want to try to get up close enough to eavesdrop, um, I could say you could potentially do that from the outside, but you'd have to get pretty close to the front door. Okay, so you, there is windows. So you um, can see what's happening, but you can't hear. If you'd like to try to go up and uh, eavesdrop, yeah. And there's two big windows at the front of the storefront. Just think of like a normal square building, two big windows, doors in the middle. Okay. And there's nothing I could like lean up against the wall so that way he doesn't see me like out you, the window directly. If you, you would know? want to hang on like the corner, oh, you I was could. Just saying, like put my back to the wall and just kind of like act like I'm just chilling. Oh yeah, you definitely you know? could do that. Just like go yeah. up to the glass and lean up against it, kind of. Yeah, I'll, I'll try an eavesdrop. Because like there are obviously like there's a border to the glass that's just wood. I'm too wide for that, obviously. But yeah, you're it's you know it's maybe I don't know six inches, maybe a foot long. I don't know. Before yeah, like there's eavesdrop. a door and then okay. Let me. I'm gonna roll a perception check for him. As you walk up and kind of turn around, pull out your pipe, start smoking it again, give me a perception check to eavesdrop. God. 16. 16, okay. Well, I rolled a eight for my perception, so he doesn't notice you're there. You, like, kind of focus in on, you kind of drowned out the sound of the crowd that is just out in this marketplace and you focus in on their conversation and you hear him saying have you got what i've ordered yet and the storekeep sounds very nervous when he speaks uh no i i said it would take some time it's not the easiest thing to get a hold of you have to give me some time then you hear the halfling speak again i don't have much time left here i need it now please Get it here as soon as you can. I will pay you whatever you need. The and the shopkeep, which is um, a human, um, again, nervously speaks and says, I, I don't think I can. I don't know if there's anything I can do to speed it up. There's with the monster attacks on the roads. I don't think I can get it here any sooner than I can. So you're just going to have to wait. I'm sorry. Now, if there isn't anything else that I can help you with, I have other customers to attend to. Thank you. And the halfling just kind of um, smirks at him and turns and walks out the shop and doesn't even notice you're standing right there. 
Um, as he walks out, okay. Falcon would like because he doesn't notice. Yeah. Stop him with his big old hand <laughs> on his chest. Okay. Huh. He looks up at and you. Then, and then be like, is this something I can help you with? What? I don't... What do you What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I heard a little discussion there. I'm looking to see what the issues are around this land. If there's something you need. And monsters are the issue. I have been a monster hunter in these lands for the past four years. Hmm... He is going to roll an insight check on you. Not necessarily if he doesn't think that you're not a monster hunter. Of course, the one time we roll good. He, as he looks at you, there's like a moment of recognition. And he says, no. I think I have everything under control. Now, if you mind, I have other things to attend to tonight. Well, best of luck. And then Valkan is just going to walk away. Okay. Yeah. And he walks away. Um, all right. would say about this time... Uh, the feast is getting ready to happen. Um, you all uh, gather back up together after spending your time apart in this lovely large tree. And you all uh, walk onto like the platform where all the tables were. And you can see now there are giant barrels of ale to one side that are on these little pedestals so people can go up and like pour their own their mugs of ale and um there's all this food on this table and at the head of everybody at that table that's turned like think of all the all the main tables are vertical and then the head tables like horizontal um and you see Jonathan there with some other people and he stands up and like gestures for you all to join him at the table. I will are we go. like in, are we like still in our adventuring gear or would Whatever. we have? Yeah. I mean, you would have we time wearing to like, some kind of attire or anything. Were I don't we know. Given something like that. Do you have no, we, we were not giving them. We were <laughs> no, not giving they them. do not give you clothes. I mean, um, yeah so whatever you no. have on you you can wear you don't have to wear armor unless you want I to have no attire i am my own attire y yeah <laughs> i mean i imagine everybody's just kind of in their gear unless yeah. you don't want to wear armor yeah. or anything like that oh no no okay that's all right <laughs> okay it's not like i'm gonna attack you or anything um oh, no. Totally. Mm. I'm sure you don't want to leave your weapons in the your rooms. I have my weapons. No, that, me that kind time. of that kind of reminds me of uh, the uh, the witcher campaign we had. Yes, that was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we've gone into a room to have a meal, there's always been an attack. So uh, there's always <laughs> lessons to be learned spell, from D and D. That's why I play spellcasters. They uh, always have their weapon on yeah, them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Uh, do you guys all join Jonathan at his table? Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Yep. You all sit down. He says, ah, I hope you, uh, I hope the accommodations are well enough for you all. Um, and um, he first offers you all ales if anyone would like it. We also have uh, a couple different types of brandies and whiskeys. Um, if you would like brandy. All right. Get this man a brandy. And uh, you see somebody comes over with a bottle with a cork in it and sets it down on the table with some glasses and uh, wooden, like wooden glasses, not mugs. They're just like glasses, just wooden. Kind of cool. Um, sits that down for you. Um, there's food is going to be being brought out as we speak. And there are people coming in and out of the kitchen or what you'd presume to be a kitchen area. And um, they're bringing, you know, platters of food out of hot, lots of hog and um, pigs and vegetables and all this stuff. 
as you guys um, sit there and kind of just relax from the long walk in the battle. Um, Jonathan speaks up to you all and again, I must thank you all from uh, the bottom of my heart. I think I might have been all right, but it definitely, you guys definitely were a big help. Um, I can tell you're not from around here and like kind of looking at all your clothing and he says Udash? So well, we came from Udash. I yeah. grew up in Bogor. Ah. As you might have uh, noticed, uh, I come from Melt. Melt. Love Melt. It is a great village. You planning on visiting? Sure. If uh, everything uh, allows it to. Yes. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully travel won't be too bad. But I'm sure we can handle it if uh, if anything comes our way. What brought you all to Agora? As he takes a drink of his ale, kind of puts his foot up on the bench. He's sitting one of his feet up on the bench and kind of rests his elbow on his knee. I look to Bernie. Just a quick look. Okay. Uh, Let me see if he clocks that. I'm going to see if Uh, he clocks that. As he's drinking, he's going (laughs) to do the thing with his eyes to look over at you guys. And notice that Bernard does not clock anything as he's just kind of inspecting (laughs) his platter. Yeah. Just kind of muttering to himself as he's shifting the food and kind of like, you know, uh, cutting it in half and like looking at the texture. Like you can see he's like still enamored with everything he's seeing. Like a child. Much like one, yeah. But yeah, I, I quick, I quick I, look at Bernie and then if he, if he doesn't notice anything, I'll just continue. Uh, well, business. <laughs> we uh, heard rumors about every uh, trade was uh, being uh, seized in Bogora. Ah. And since this is my home world, or home country, I thought might as well uh, see if there's anything to be explored. Yes. Um, so, as far as trade goes out of Southern Regora, as you well know, the King of Featherfall takes up most of the southern parts. Uh, and you can thank our gracious new king oh, uh, to new king. the trading laws. And I guess uh, you guys must have been the last boat here because. I think even now that the new guards have made their way to Hillfar, um, I'm sure that they will not be allowing any new uh, faces to come to Southern Wagora. So, if you were wondering about that. So this new king, uh, his laws are different uh concerning trade a lot of things he does differently and i would say probably not for the best as you can imagine cutting trade off to a continent that's been trading to i mean the rest of the world uh, is crucial um why but why would he do that then what does he hope to gain from well doing such a law that's what i'm trying to find out you all asked why I was probably wondering why I was being executed. And he takes another drink of yes. his beer. Well. So, why were you about to be executed? Hmm. Well, I guess I owe you all that much. If you haven't guessed, this is kind of mm, you could call it our headquarters us being the any gestures to like all of there's like uh, you see a lot of those people that were all dressed in black their scarves are pulled down now so you can see their faces and stuff and they're all drinking and having a merry time um any gestures to like the room and everybody in it us being the spirits of yulin a funny name i know but hey 
the people of Featherfall gave it to us. So, you know, we fight in the name of the first king, King Yulin the first. His son, King Yulin the second, is much too young to run this kingdom. Yet, him being the heir to the throne, it was left to him. He, he has no experience on the battlefield or making decisions that would, you know, affect thousands of people. And with this came corruption. At least that's what I believe is going on. King Yulin, the first sorcerer, advises the new king, but something as strange has happened. Um, his first rule was for all the guards around Southern Regora to return to the castle in Featherfall, the capital. Anyone that refused this was cast out and they were no longer guards, practically. Their authority was stripped from them. The ones that stayed were, well, transformed, I guess, is the best way I can describe it. They've become like zombies, or not like actual zombies, but like zombie-like. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but if you follow the guards' deployments, you start to see some weird shit happening. Like uh, when they just topple over and stop moving? For instance, we've noticed that if you do target those, we call them halfling directors, the halflings that are usually dressed in robes, they seem to be like, they issue commands in some sort of way to the guards, but we've noticed if you take care of the halfling, you don't have to worry about the guards. But the problem with that is they usually do travel in large packs. One halfling to typically 12 to 20 guards. Sometimes more. Whenever the guards and halflings go somewhere, they obviously are sent out from the capital and they go to a place like Hillfar. You start to see people start to go missing. Weird magical anomalies start to happen and magical creatures that no one's seen before start to appear in towns and attack the towns that the guards are in. Now, this kind of clicks something in your head, Valkan. Um, You would be able to confirm this. Mm -hmm. There's been some weird-ass shit going on with the creatures in Gora lately. And it's ever since the new king has come into power. Because for a while, obviously... The king is still too young, but he's older now. So for a while, Wagora wasn't ran by anybody, and it was kind of just up to the guards to keep the peace, which luckily we were able to until the new king took his throne. And again, you would this would all kind of click in your head um, since you've been here through this time. So, I was investigating, I went into Hellfar. A couple of us went into Hellfar. It seems every time they go into a village or town, they end up going to, they try to find, if there's one still standing, an old temple. Like, to the old gods, where people used to pray. And if there isn't one, they try to go to the known place that there used to be one. They're searching for something, but I'm not sure what. And it all seems to always be at temples. I mean, they're all abandoned nowadays, most of them. But either way, so I was trying to sneak into Hillfar's abandoned temple to see what is going on there. And that's when it happened. That's when I got captured. So I still never found out what was happening, unfortunately. He takes another drink of his ale. 